Hey, buddy, you got a dead cat in there or what? Fuck you, asshole. Welcome everyone to My Bleeding Ears Podcast. This is episode number 149. I'm Larry, your host. With me today is my co-host, as usual, Jessalyn. Hello. We've been off for about three weeks now. Exactly three weeks since we did our last recording. So, we watched a bunch of shit. Yeah. Um, Then we're going to watch a bunch more shit, too, which we'll talk about also. Mm -hmm. And, of course, we have our movie of the week coming up later on in the episode so without further ado let's just get down to it instead of talking people's ears off about bullshit so yep. alrighty, let's see our first movie that we watched all right hit it um i think we should put these two together i didn't even want to talk about them and you were like oh we're talking oh about we're talking about them i know yeah. what you're talking about already so on tubi i found two found footage horror movies that started with six Students, six filmmakers wander into an asylum or something like that. Right. And I was like, that's all I needed to hear. Right. One was the expedition tapes. One was the final project. And I actually uh, did not look them up today, so I don't remember what the difference okay, is. I, I know think the final project was better. They were both pretty horrible. Yeah. Um, well, I, I guess I can't remember which one. I know, okay. There's one of them where... Well, they're they're really bad. I mean, yeah. they're really, really bad. They're not good. They're, at least one of them was pretty kind of funny, but not in like an intentional way. It was that the was Canadian the one. That was the final project. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's just... Because it, I was at least entertained. By a bunch of Canadian people. <laughs> yeah. And nothing against Canadian people at all. Oh, I think yeah. they're great and everything. But it's just after hearing the, the, the Canadian accent after a while... You get kind of funny, you know. It's just, yeah. it, it, especially in a found footage horror movie, since we're so used to having Americans going to these buildings and saying stupid shit. This time we have someone from another country saying stupid shit in their native language. So and, it's, it's funny. Right. And I just think Canadian accents are funny. And Canadians, I hope you think my accent's funny. Please feel free to mock it. I don't mean you any harm. I love you, Canadians. But that thick accent in northern canada it oh. makes me giggle yeah it was funny it, it, <laughs> other than that the movies were god awful yeah like i um i can just remember that one the other one was pretty much the same and it was just equally as bad and not as funny yeah not good um <laughs> i just looked at user reviews one star just terrible <laughs> i did not leave that review <laughs> so yeah anyway it's on tv if you want to waste some time they're both really short don't, As they should yeah, be. Don't waste your time. But <laughs> there is something on Tubi that I do want to watch tonight for for one re well a few reasons, but one of the main reasons is that 
Yesterday was the 30th anniversary of Career Opportunities. Neither one of us have seen it. Right. And it's a movie that I've always wanted to see. Right. And that I've just never watched it. I just, for some reason, I kind of just wanted to keep the dream alive of this movie. Okay. Of this Jennifer Connelly role that I've never seen before. Mm. And it's probably her role as a teenager. I would have gushed into like a big puddle like I did when I was seven when I saw her and yeah. she was in Labyrinth. So So it'll be new to you, but it's from the eighties. Ninety. Ninety. It was, 90s. Uh, ni- it was okay, 19, 19, um, so 90, 1991. When you lust after her, you also know that she's like forty two now, so it's not She's forty nine now. Is she really? Yes. You know what? You're right. I don't know why, but I thought we were so close to the same age. <laughs> she has to be 10 years older than we yes. are. She might be 50 this year, yes. right? Yes. So, yeah. yeah. I believe she's 49. And so, it's not gross. No, it's not gross at all. <laughs> not at all. But, uh, yeah, it's... how oh, I grew up watching that movie, and that was... And, and to me, at that, at that point in time, that's babysitter age for Jennifer Connelly, to me. It was okay. like a six, seven-year-old when I saw it. And it's just like, oh. Well, she would have been probably in her mid-twenties, yeah. No, she well, she wasn't. She was still like 16, 17 years old in Labyrinth. She's still very, very so young in that her, movie. what, in her early twenties in Career Opportunities? She was 19. Okay. 18, 19 when she did Career Opportunities. Okay. She, I think she was barely 20 when she did The Rocketeer. She's very, very young in these movies. Yeah, no, I mean, I knew that about Labyrinth, definitely, and The Rocketeer, but Career Opportunities... Actually came out before The Rocketeer. The Rocketeer. I mean, I've seen, like, the box art a -hmm. dozen times. I've passed it a million times at Blockbuster or at Family Mm -hmm. Video or whatever. So I know what you're talking about yes. because I can picture that art and that's yes. it. I don't know anything and, else about it. And it's and that art is very enticing. Actually, I read a review by Frank Whaley who co-stars in the movie. Right. And he's like, yeah, you, uh, I'm on the cover, but you probably won't notice me on there because Jennifer <laughs> Connelly's on top of me wearing the, the white tank top she wears right, throughout right. the movie. Mm-hmm. That's <laughs> so, what I remember. I, yeah. I can't even picture Frank Whaley in the... Box art. Actually. Yeah, he's, he's there. <laughs> he is Jennifer Connelly. Her boobs are like right on his no, head. No, <laughs> I remember his hair. He because he had like hair yeah, in the nineties. That, that's some. He still got hair. Beautiful. I just made it was like a bouffant. It was a beautiful head of hair yeah. he had. I mean, he's he not still too, got it. He's but... not too great on the looks, but he had some fucking hair, man. Well, I don't know. I think he's cute in a yeah. Frank Whaley kind of way. <laughs> yeah, he's cute. Like you know that one girl from that band. Uh, uh, Garfunkel and Oates, or whatever the name of that band were. <laughs> and there's the. Okay. Yeah, she's cute, right? But I mean, it's not Both like, of them, yeah. Jen- right. Jennifer okay. Connolly, cute, you know, hot, you know. Anyway. Right. So he's no Michael J. Fox, but he's not a bad <laughs> Okay. <laughs> so I don't know, you're comparing him to women, so I don't know how. No, well, I'm, I'm comparing Jennifer Connolly to women. I'm saying right. Jennifer Connolly is hot. I'm right. saying the girl from. Oates and Garfunkel is cute. Now, where you're saying Frank Whaley is cute, I'm sure Christian Bale is fucking hot. Right. That's the that's the the connection I'm making here. No, I, I understand. Uh, okay. Now, next. Next, uh, let's get Castle Freak the remake out of the way. Okay. Um, interesting movie to remake. I was I was interested in this film, and they took it in a slightly different direction, mm-hmm. which I have to applaud them on that too. Yeah. They actually remade a movie that could have been remade and didn't get much fanfare because it's a little bit low budget, but I, I'm, I'm happy it was made. 
Now, movie-wise, I thought it was okay. Yeah. It wasn't great at all. Um, followed the, the, a, a formula kind of like... Uh, it reminds me of Texas Chainsaw Massacre 3D. Yeah. Okay, yeah. That's mm-hmm. what this movie reminds me of. And if you've seen that movie, then you've pretty much seen Castle Freak for the most part. But, uh, yeah, maybe check it out. I would say check out Castle Freak. Why not? It can't hurt you if you've seen the original. Yeah. It's a, a bit, a little bit different, a little bit the same, but... I don't like the original, um, and I think this one's okay. Yeah. Well, there you go. So if you really like the original, I don't know, you're either not going to care or you're going to hate it. Right. Yeah. Right. Um, the effects are pretty good in it, though. The The Freak is good. Uh, a good amount of, of nudity yeah. in it also, so mm-hmm. there we go. So check it out. <laughs> <laughs> Some good incentives there for you to check it out. <laughs> Gore and boobs. Hey. I'm just sifting through the ones that were, you know, like, whatever. Uh, next, Ghosts of War. Uh, yes. You know, this one I was interested in from start to finish. Mm-hmm. And then somewhere in the middle I made the mistake of reading something that I kept mentioning to you. It was like... The end of Ghosts of War explained. And yeah. I was like, oh, ooh, this is going to be complicated. Yeah, and it's not at all. No. It's just like someone didn't pay attention. The it, main actor literally tells you what's going on. Yeah. And then it starts again. And, and <laughs> this movie kind of confuses you a little bit because it does sort of start off with an introduction of Billy Zane as a Nazi officer. Yes. And you're, and then we were like, wait, wait a second. Billy Zane t- took a role as a Nazi officer. Right. Okay, that doesn't make too much sense right now. I'm like, and I kind of just forgot about it, but it, it makes sense. And he at the gets end. killed immediately. Yeah. So you're like, okay, well, something's up with Billy Zane. Yeah, this isn't like, the right. last we've seen of it. So, yeah. yeah. This, uh, and I was, you know, I was inter- it kept my interest from start to finish. It did, but then it kind of turned stupid. Yeah, whether you'll. I. I guess I don't know what I wanted. I don't have an alternate end- ending that I would have liked better, but I thought the ending made sense. Yeah, it's kind of dumb. Yeah. But, it, you know, the movie held me my interest all the way through. So, I would say, check out Ghost of War. It's 2020 on Netflix. Yeah, and the ending kind of reminds me of this movie called... Uh, what is it, like, whole, the... Um, it's the one with Charlotte Copley, and it's about like this big pit he falls in. Oh crap! I forgot the name. I wanted to call it yeah. the hole or something like that. But it's it's like that. The ending. Kinda, yeah. Mm-hmm. I would equate it to that. Um, but that movie is better than this one. And I, 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 towards the end, I just kind of didn't give a shit about this movie. Okay. But uh, I semi recommend it if you're hard up for something on Netflix, then. Check it out. Yeah, it, I thought it was fine. I would also say check it out. Sorry, I was trying to look up really fast what that movie was that called. That Charlton Copley movie and is I where he's stuck in a hole. He doesn't. Where is he? He doesn't get roles, man. He needs to be in more shit. He's probably doing stuff. Hmm. Uh, yeah, I don't know. Yeah. I can't find it fast. Open Grave. Right Open Grave is yeah. that right? Okay. So that's the movie. It's kind of like that at the end. Open Grave is better, I agree. But yeah, check out Ghost of War. It's all it's, right. It helped my interest. Um, it's not one of those like, oh, the ending, you figure out what's going on and then you want to go back and watch what you no, missed. No, you it's don't. Not, you it's not even anything. that. Yeah, yeah, it's not even that. Really. But yeah, okay. All right, let's talk about one that I liked. Let's talk about I Care A Lot 2020 on Netflix. All right, yeah, go for it. Um, I liked it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> 
You didn't. I didn't like this movie. Yeah. I liked where it was going, and I liked the first 40 minutes of it. But then after that, it didn't make sense. Like, a lot of the, the actions people were doing didn't make sense, especially considering who their characters are. And I think it really falters there, and... I just couldn't get over it at that point in time. And then the ending, I'm just like, fuck the ending. The yeah, ending I really stupid. didn't like the ending. It didn't spoil the movie for me because I had a good time watching mm-hmm. the movie. Um, but it did, yeah, it soured things for me. Yes. Can we just spoil it? It's been out for a while. Yeah, Rosamund Pike is really good in the movie. Great. I'll give her it. She's yeah. really, really good. But her character pretty much... Uh, swindles old people into retirement homes, and then she takes all of their money and money and belongings. Yeah, she becomes their guardian, right? And then she fucks all these people over. But then she tries it on one of the people she shouldn't try it on, which is Diane Weist, who is also amazing in this mm-hmm. movie. And her son is a gangster. Mm-hmm. So, but by the end of the movie, she like outsmarted all the gangsters and lived through stuff. Very improbable things happened, and to which she ends up besting the gangster. And then the gangster ends up asking her to join him. Yeah, and that surprised me, but it didn't bother me. That's not the end that bothered me. I mean, I was bothered by the middle. middle, And so the ending didn't even matter anymore once we got to it. It was just more stupidity. She just wouldn't let up, and they made it... She made it about fighting against the patriarchy. That's what the mm-hmm. movie was all about. Like, just because you're a man, you you know, you're intimidated by me. She talks about being female mm-hmm. all the time to, to where, it, you know, it's a point of the movie. So the ending ending where she gets killed, where it's the woman who gets the ultimate punishment mm-hmm. and the gangster and Diane Weist are both fine... Mm-hmm. That's where I really didn't like. Mm-hmm. I, I really didn't yes. like the ending. Was yeah. was that the point? Is that powerful <clears throat> women will pay a higher price? Whoa. Or is that not, just what I got from it? I don't know. Mm-hmm. But I was really disappointed by the end. Well, maybe it's that she just became so powerful in a powerful position that a man usually holds. And to which, by the end, she... I don't know if she's... Becomes a man more and well, gets away with more things, maybe. Except she doesn't because of how she dies. Well, and it's the a guy yes. that you see in the beginning mm-hmm. who ends up doing it. Right, but we'll, we'll, we'll get to that in a second. But we're talking about her arc here and how at the end, near the end, to where she is, is speaking to uh, Peter Dinklage is the gangster in mm-hmm. the movie. To which... Um, it's like she hadn't learned anything through this movie. No, she never does. Right? And there was... So, like, her death... Even even if the movie kept going after she learned something, her death would have had meaning. This had the... This is... The ending... Uh, she ends up getting stabbed by one of the people she fucked over. And it's very much like the ending... I keep saying this for all these movies. It's very much like the ending of Layer Cake. Where Daniel Craig is this bad guy who's trying to do somewhat the right thing, but he's involved in ecstasy and drugs. To which he, at the end, he survives, he gets the girl and everything, he's walking out, and one of the guys he kind of fucks over in the movie ends up killing him. Okay. 
<clears throat> if it's just like that tends to be how these kinds of movies end, then then okay. I just feel like they they laid on the patriarchy real thick. Yeah. And then I didn't yeah. understand what they were trying to tell me when she died. Whereas in Promising Young Woman, they lay on the patriarchy real thick, and I completely understand why they ended it the way they did. Mm-hmm. Whether I like it or not, which I don't, but that's kind of how it has to end. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I, I don't recommend this movie. Um, I do. Um, we just completely spoiled it for you. We just told you about like, yeah. the last three minutes. Maybe <laughs> I would watch this movie if you want to have a discussion about things. Yeah. Then yes. Uh, other see than that, three fabulous actors. Yeah, but three actors acting fabulous in a movie doesn't necessarily make it. No, a good I agree. Movie. That doesn't necessarily. Yes, yeah, so you, you. I mean, you hated the lighthouse, so <laughs> I hate the lighthouse. <laughs> no, you didn't like it. No, it's just. Ew. It's just fucking gross. It's a gross <laughs> movie. I agree. <laughs> anyway, but but yeah, the, uh, great actors doesn't mean it's going to be a great movie. But I would recommend it. Check it out. Who cares? It's on Netflix. I liked it. Uh, okay, next, stay out of the fucking attic. This was on Shutter uh, yes. from this year. Um, this is the one. Uh, this one was really forgettable for me, and it's too bad because that is a catchy title. Yeah, except they never really ever go in the fucking attic. It's been the majority of the movie in the basement, if yeah. I remember correctly. Yeah. yeah. So we were confused about the title, but it had such promise. It did have pretty good promise, but in the end, it falters. Uh, you have actually you're given three characters that you do care about. Yeah. But their actions in this movie are shit. And yeah. so you really can't ever get behind them all the way. Sure, you're rooting for them in certain situations, but not throughout the whole movie. And you're dealing with redemption stories and, and ex-cons and everything. Right. Trying to uh, move a house, you know, as movers. Uh, and that's their job. And it just all kind of just falls apart. And... I don't recommend this movie. Um, the first 20 minutes, okay, maybe. and it, But it, it does actually even take a while to get started. <laughs> it takes a while it to get does. started. It does, yeah. And for a movie that's called Stay Out of the Fucking Attic, I yeah. really thought it would just jump right in. Yeah, and it doesn't, so I don't I don't recommend it. No, I don't. It's all right. It's the, the title heavily outweighs in quality than yes. the actual movie was. Yeah. Stay Out of the Fucking Attic, yeah. 2021 on Shudder. <laughs> Next up, oh, Coyote Lake. So this was on 2019 on HBO Max. This starred uh, Camilla Mendez, I think her name is. I don't know. I don't watch that show. You do. I know, from Riverdale, which is a guilty pleasure of mine. Yes, I usually like my soap operas to have monsters, but this Riverdale is just so nuts that it's keeping me entertained. It's, it's absolutely bananas. Uh, so I wanted to watch Coyote Lake because I do like... Camila Mendez. There she is. Um, and I thought it was funny to me that her two co-stars, Betty and Archie, both did like corny looking rom-coms. But she decided she wanted to do a horror movie in the midst of her Riverdale career. And I was like, cool, let's Good check you, this out. Yeah. yeah. So finally I did. You relented and we watched it. I didn't even know what the movie's about, nor did I read the synopsis. I was just like, even fine. the synopsis doesn't really explain to you what this movie is going to be about. No, um, it's about this uh, young teenager who lives with her mother, and uh, I'm guessing it's New Mexico. Um, they own like this B and E or 
what I guess what that's what you call it. I think, yeah. Um, on a this bit, lake, better B and B, B and B, or just like a house where people can go and take a nap and get back on the road, kind of thing. A uh, lot of coyotes come and stay there. So yeah, yeah. okay. So Coyote Lake, you think automatically, okay, it's just coyotes that's going to play into it, but. In the beginning scene, you find out that coyotes, a.k.a. people who illegally transport immigrants from other countries into the United States, are called coyotes. And they are usually pretty shitty to the people they're they're bringing over the border. Mm -hmm. And so these coyotes usually stay at this woman's place, which is right over the border, and she and her daughter end up drugging them, stealing all their shit, and then... Tying them up, wrapping them in plastic, and then cutting them, op- cutting the rope, and letting them sink into the bottom of yeah, this lake, weighting them down. And uh, yeah, and, and the first, the first guy we see them do it to is still alive. Yeah, he, he wakes up and then drowns. Yeah, yeah. and it's like, oh man, that's <laughs> cold blooded. Uh, right after her mother said, "See, it's a peaceful way to die." Right. Yeah. <laughs> so that's how they're surviving, and then of course, then there's going to be inner conflict that happens later on in the movie to where. Uh, these two drug smugglers, who, which we think they are, are uh, or money launderers, something like that. Uh, we don't and, exactly know. Cartel, probably. Yeah, they're yeah. part of the cartel. End up st- stopping at the house uh, while they're going to drug and kill another person. And then shit hits the fan for the next few days while they play host to these two guys. Yeah, but this was way more of a character study it was. than I expected it to be. I thought this was going to be like a hostage-in-your-own-home and mm-hmm. it kind of is. In a way, yeah. But it's more Camilla Mendez's character, Esther. It's like a coming-of-age story. Yeah, Embedded true. in a horror movie. It is. It really is. I was impressed. I liked yeah, it I, way more than I thought I was. I like this movie, too, and yeah. I, I do recommend it. I want to spoil everything for you right now, because I I, I was I really enjoyed where it went. And I was like, mm. oh, I hope... I hope it goes here, I hope it goes here, and then it did! And I was really happy about every part of it. So. Okay, right, so we won't ruin it then. Don't ruin it. So, uh, Coyote Lake 2019 on HBO. Alright. Next up, Death of Me 2020 on Netflix. That was the Maggie Q. Um, ah, yes. And the, the oldest Hemsworth movie, the, Luke. Yeah, the Darren Lynn Bowsman movie. Yeah. Um, he did the Saw movies, he did Repo, did the Genetic Opera, a bunch of different horror films. Uh, this is his next one. Um, well, you know, Maggie Q just tends to do movies that are, like, in Hawaii or in, like, the tropics and shit. <laughs> just because we saw the last two movies she did. Yeah. Fantasy Island. She, oh, she's like, you know what, fuck it, I'm just going to stay here <laughs> and do movies like this. And she's not it. I would do that shit. Yeah. Hell yeah. Hell, I'd be like Charles Bronson in uh, the, the Evil That Men Do and have a fucking fish named Quasimodo and shit, I would totally do that. <laughs> Give me a roll every once in a while, as long as we're on this fucking island. Right. I mean, she's probably got, she's got some TV show and a few movie, yeah, movie money guess, under her belt. Yeah, why not? Yeah, fuck it. So, this one held my attention all the way to the end. Mm-hmm. And to be honest, I don't even remember what happens at the end. I don't either. <laughs> um, because... It's sort of disappointing. I do remember that. Yeah. We watched this movie a long time ago. All of these movies we watched a long time ago. So they... So the premise is that these... The, the guy or, or she or whomever are in this on this island and they're... The, they're uh, 
like tourist guide writers or something like that. Kind of, they're like researching the people in this village. Right, they're not okay. exactly on vacation. Mm-hmm. But they end up going to this local's bar and they serve him this alcohol and they see and they wake up all fucked up the next morning. They miss their uh, ferry boat. To I remember go, what happens. Right, right. Their right, ferry right. boat to go get back to wherever they're coming from and then now they're stuck on this island and they end up looking on their phones and, and watching a video of of him killing her on the video, but yet they're still alive. Yeah, talking and to burying each other. her, which explains why yeah. she wakes up covered in dirt. Yeah, and filthy. So, what was the what was the ending of this? So, like? at the end, she is dead. Um, so she can't leave the island. Okay. She tries. Um, he's also dead. Yeah. Um, so that's it. She just can't leave. Oh, that is pretty. There's stupid. more to that probably. There that's is. All I really yeah. remember. Because um, I was also really interested in this side character played by Alex Esso, which we she's from Midnighters and oh, yeah. Haunting of Bly Manor. Mm-hmm. Her character was really interesting, and mm-hmm. then she comes to kind of a not interesting end. Yeah. She had cancer and then moved to this island and mm-hmm. then didn't have cancer anymore. And so right, she just stays right, there. Yeah. And I thought more would come of that, but it, really it doesn't, doesn't really. Um, but there's something about the island that keeps you there. It's it's like a voodoo, yeah. the serpent in the rainbow, but not as weird yeah. good. Yeah, exactly. I don't recommend this movie. Yeah. It starts out it starts out well. You know? The serpent in the rainbow? No, no. Yeah, no. that's the West Craven one. With the yeah, yeah, serpent yeah. in the rainbow, right. Yeah. Eh, check it out. It was an easy watch. If you're looking for an easy watch... All right, Cisco. <laughs> I don't know. I feel like very few movies make me angry, like Cisco. <laughs> sucker punch. Speaking of sucker punch, <clears throat> movies that make me angry, uh, we watched the behemoth that is Justice League, the Snyder Cut. Yes. Four hours and two minutes, 2021 on HBO Max. Joke's on me. I enjoyed it. <laughs> <laughs> I liked it too. It's wow! It really fleshed everything out. It this is the movie so it should different. have been. Yeah. They added so much with Cyborg. They added so much with the Flash. Um, All those creepy sexist jokes that I assumed were Zack Snyder's were Joss Whedon's. Yep. Those are not. A, those don't appear in this. Right. Um, it's not as humorous or it attempts to be humorous. It's a lot more serious. But the humor is funny. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's a lot less time spent like poking Diana about her love life. That was mm-hmm. all Joss Whedon stuff. There, I mean, there are some cute winky moments that I didn't think Zack Snyder was capable of, and I was wrong. Yeah, um, there are slow parts. Like it, I think it's it, it's the irony of it is that the slowest parts of this movie involve the Flash. Yes, he's. Always in slow motion. And there's one scene where he's in slow motion that's probably the best scene in the entire movie. Um, the introduction, I think, to The Flash is the best oh, scene right, in right, the entire right, movie. Yes. But it's all in slow motion, so you can see what Flash is, the Flash scene, is seeing. Yes. Yeah. But there's certain parts where he's just going so fast, but yet he's so slow kind of thing. It's yeah. just like, all right, come on, let's move on here a little bit. Except here, when they use it as a joke, like when he tries to sneak up on Superman. Yes, and that's that still there, and that works. is still funny. Yeah, and it's 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 really cool to see that that was Zack Snyder, yeah. too, because I thought that was Joss Whedon. Me too. That seemed very Joss Whedon-y, but it wasn't. Yeah, and that whole beginning is taken out, the whole ending is taken out, of the Superman Flash thing at the end is out, the whole family... 
that's implanted in the in the end of the movie is taken out. Yeah, none of that's there. It's all trash. But yeah, they they made Steppenwolf so much better. Yep. So much his better. His whole his CGI design is different. Oh my god, he just doesn't look like a fried nugget. You know, he, he has like character and he's got like armor and shit. He's strong, and like the um the Amaz- the Amazon scenes are so yeah. fucking good. Oh my god, and I said this to you too. We're in the beginning of the movie, like kind of like Justice League, there's a part where Steppenwolf comes down and grabs the box and everything and gets away. This time around, it's a little longer, a little more fleshed out, and a bit way wet, way better. But what was in the original and a little more fleshed out also in this movie are the Amazons. Yeah. They are um, big and strong. They have abs, and they're beautiful. Yeah. And I turn to you, I think... During or after that scene, and I said to you, this is my 300. Yeah. Because <laughs> it is. And because, like, oh, man. Like, these women, like, are, are like, lifting shit or just, like, uh, the part where they're trying to escape with the box. They're yeah, holding great scene. They're holding, like, those big stone doors open so they can get the fuck out of there with the box so Steppenwolf doesn't get it. So there's the one part where they're closing it up, and those women have the big hammers, and they're just fucking swinging them. Boom! You just see mm-hmm. the muscles and shit. And, like, they're holding up, like, the one and trying to get um, Wonder Woman's mom underneath it to get out of there. Just, like, I'm like, oh, my God. It's like, a great s- Stretch yeah. this movie out, please. <laughs> stretch it out to two hours. I want to see this. Yeah. And you know what? I'm going to stop complaining about the length of the movie if you release it onto a streaming platform where yes. I can pause it or stop it and come back to it later. Yes. We watched it in two, two pieces. Things. Yeah. yeah. He even had it split up into five parts. So yeah. it would go part one, part two, and you could just pause it if you wanted to pause yeah. before it would start again. Fucking great. So, yeah, I don't even have a complaint that it was too long because it it now the plot makes sense. Yes, it does. <laughs> it makes perfect sense now. And the Justice League works as a team. It's not yes. just a Superman show. Yes. So, yeah, it, it, it's good. I liked it a lot, actually. Yeah. And I'm happy they fleshed it out. And I hope this... This now works for like the Suicide Squad movie or any movie where these directors have had had made a, had had a vision and had it taken away, and now they can just grow from that on these different platforms. Yeah. And so, and, then, and I think that's so great. I'm so happy the fucking fans said something because a lot of people yeah. were like, "Well, the fans are going to be telling you how to do your stuff." I'm like, well, only if it's fucking shitty, and it was shitty. And so they, they made a big stink about it, and they knew there was more to this movie, and they like, all right, all right, all right, we'll put it out there, see how it does, and it fucking did very well. Yeah. And <laughs> Zack Snyder can thank the fans for him getting his own cut, I yeah. think, and, and I'm glad. You know, the reason he walked away was because of a tragedy in his mm-hmm. family. Um, I felt awful for him. I'm glad that he got to see this through and make yes. his movie. Good for him. Yes. I may not love him. I mean, he does. He's made some good fucking movies. Yeah, I, I like Dawn of the Dead. I like Three Hundred. I liked um, a lot of people didn't like The Man of Steel. I like The Man of Steel. Uh, Sucker Punch was trash. To, but... Yeah, I think you have to see The Man of Steel again because there's definitely no humor in a Superman movie, and I remember thinking that, but liking it despite that. Mm. I don't know. I wonder. If I'm, I'm happy it's more anymore. serious because we got the goofy shit already. We got the Richard Donner yeah, fucking Superman. Yeah, we got Superman. the campy seventies. We early got all 80s. that, and which okay. he 
yeah, okay, like, oh, yeah, all right, we know Superman is strong, we know he can fly. And that's pretty much all you get from those movies. Now, this movie, and uh, the Zack Snyder and the Man of Steel, you see him using his eye rays. You see him flying real super fast. You see him lifting shit. Yeah. Like, you see him using his Superman fucking powers, like, I've been wanting to see for so long. Because I'm not a big Superman fan. I'm really not. And I didn't read the comics, really, or nor did I enjoy the Superman movies because of that. It's just like, okay, he's yeah. super powerful, and that's it. But these movies, you're seeing more of a vulnerability in them, and not just necessarily in Superman, but also in Clark Kent. And you're seeing, like, decisions he has to make, and then you're seeing destruction. Like, if this shit's going to happen, you know? And so I like that. I like the Man of Steel. I yeah. Finally... I mean, it, it sets it up for... Batman versus Superman, Dawn of Dawn of Justice, or yeah. those two different movies. I forget. Yeah, it's the same movie. Yeah, um, because he they sh- it showcases all of Superman's powers, so it does make you wonder. Like, if this man is unstoppable, all he has to do is get angry. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's when I was sort of on Batman's side, and I never on Batman's <laughs> side. <laughs> Don't get me wrong, I love Batman movies and I love Batman games, but at the end of the day. It's just a rich, rich guy beating up the poor. In the yeah. <laughs> uh, so yeah, um, I did. I do remember liking Man of, Man of Steel. I would like to see it again. And yeah, I I could not believe how much I enjoyed this Justice League. <laughs> check it out and check it out in pieces. I mean. Mm. You don't have to sit through the whole thing. It's long. Yes. And I feel like you will get annoyed if you try to sit through the whole thing. I know some people who went, you just sat through and they were fine with it. They're like, Dude, well, I... and if you love Zack Snyder's like slow mo in every single scene, then <laughs> well, it's then a lot. Fine. But... There is a lot of slow mo in it. Yeah. There is. But at the same time, and some, and it's, it's spectacular. Mm-hmm. I mean, I get sick of it, but it doesn't mean it doesn't look great. Mm-hmm. Huh. All right, any other movies, or is that it? That's it. Good. Next up, our movie of the week. Which kind of is um, somewhat related to Zack Snyder's Justice League. That's why I did that. Good idea. All right, we'll be right back. You're listening to the Prescribed Films Podcast Network, home to hundreds of hours of free podcast entertainment. The shows on this network all have a common goal, providing you with the best discussions about movies and other forms of entertainment media. The PFPN hopes to fill your ear holes with audio joy. Visit our website with links to all the other amazing shows at www.thepfpn.com. Thanks for listening. Our movie of the week is the animated film Justice League Flashpoint Paradox. Mm-hmm. One of my favorite DC movies. Uh, it's animated, so you're not going to get actors, of course, in these roles other than voice actors, but we do have quite a few in here. Yeah. Why don't you start naming some of the voice actors we have for our roles in this movie? I will, but I want to back up first. Okay. Um, so you'd seen this before? Or yes. Now I'd seen favorite? it. I'd seen it uh, twice before we'd okay. seen it. And I was like, oh, this is really fucking good. And it kind of a little bit is alluded to it a little bit in Justice League, just with how the Flash can right. change time. Which is kind of what I thought 
happened at the very that tacked on last scene of Justice League. Yeah, that's future. That's future stuff. This is all present and past kind of things that we deal with in the par- in the Justice League paradox. Uh, no, no, no. paradox. I, I just mean same thing. Time travel. Um, Whether it's that's what I assumed they were talking about at the very end of Justice League. No. No, okay. not really. No, <laughs> not at all. Oh, well, not not. I wouldn't say not at all. It's because we really don't. We don't know. We don't deal with it in this movie at all, uh, or in the Justice League movie. You see, just in the Justice League movie, you see the um, the Flash part where he he emerges to Bruce Wayne and says, uh, "Lois is the key," right? And then right. at the end of the Justice League movie, we see. Um, uh, the Joker and it's a wasteland. And it's Batman there, and then Superman arrives. That's and our, all that's, of that had nothing to do with the Flash. No, nothing to do with the Flash. And they said that because I felt like we didn't know what was going on. It was well, just teasing a future movie. Yeah, well, it is teasing a future movie, but the Flash from that time is going back and saying something to Bruce Wayne. So there's time travel in it. That's that's all I'm saying. It's preceded by travel, not in the movie. Okay. Because we never see the Flash go back in time in this movie. Right. I think we. I think we're agreeing. I don't know. Because okay. I. Because so, there's really. So the it, people... it, in Flashpoint, there's no time travel, and there's a small pinch of time travel in Justice League, but it's from the future and not anything relegated to the past. Okay. Okay. So the people who are in this movie <laughs> okay. are C. Thomas Howell. Uh, he plays Professor Zoom. I don't know why he's built first. Probably he's the first person you see. He's the um, he's our villain in this movie. Right. He's Zoom is the kind of like negative to the Flash. Right. And there's like his arch kind of villain who sets all of this uh, up uh, to go. So, all right, let's go through the rest of right. our, our actors here. Michael B. Jordan, Cyborg. He plays Cyborg. Uh, Kevin McKidd. I mean, some people know who Kevin McKidd yeah, is. I, had to, I only know because of Dog Soldiers. He's from Dog Soldiers. Dog Soldiers. He's from, like, Grey's Anatomy, yeah. Rome, tons of shit. So, never mind. Lots of people know Kevin McKidd. Um, Justin Chambers, is he also from Grey's Anatomy? Is that how I know that guy? Who, uh, who does he, he from, play? He's the Flash. Okay, I don't know who Justin Chambers is. He is, let's see, who is the, looks like ER. Nope, Grey's Anatomy. Okay, so yeah. I guess he's in there so, too. Um, um, Kevin Conroy, I was very excited to hear his voice. Obviously, he plays Batman. Uh-huh. Lana, Dana Delaney is Lois Lane. Uh-huh. Carrie Elwes is Aquaman. He plays a lot of different Aqua people, actually, if you look closer. Oh, okay, he's only credited for Aquaman. That's it? Yeah. Oh, man. Nathan Fillion yeah, is the Green Lantern. Hal Jordan. Those are the bit. Well, Danny Houston. Those are the big guys, mm-hmm. I think. Oh, Ron Perlman is Ron Deathstroke. Perlman. I forgot about that. Yeah. Lex Luthor is played by um, another good voice actor. Uh, kind of well known. Oh, fuck, I can't think of. Anyway. Anyway. Uh, yeah, so anyway, the, the the story of, of Justice League Flashpoint Paradox is that. Um, the Flash, in the beginning of the movie, the Flash is alerted to like a bank robbery, um, and it's or like a museum robbery. I want to say more of, and all of his villains there are are there to set him up for Zoom because Zoom is going to blow up like 
this museum and everything around. Um, luckily for the Flash, the Justice League has his back, so they come and save him. And him and Zoom have a thing going together to where you know, um, Zoom Zoom has a, a trick up his sleeve, to which we have no idea what it is. Right. Uh, he plants bombs on all of the different villains that are there to kill uh, the Flash, but all the different members of the Justice League grab a different villain and take him somewhere so they can disarm the bomb. So they're all kind of disarming the bombs while this is happening. And that's like our introduction to what the Justice League is. So this right. is a really good beginning, just kind of a roll call for everyone to pay attention to. Like, okay, here's mm -hmm. all our characters laid out. Let's get into the movie. So the day is saved, and Flash goes home, goes to sleep, wakes up, and sees that the world is completely different from when he went went to sleep. Uh, he's at work. He sees on the news that the guys he just put in jail are now out. And he's like, whoa, how did these guys get out? And his uh, his boss is like, well, um, what are you talking about? Who's the Flash and stuff? Mm -hmm. He's like, oh, didn't the Flash take care of these guys? You know, hey. And it's like, who, what are you talking about? He's working at, he's a, uh, I want to say he's a reporter. And um, he just doesn't know that um, the world that he wanted has come true because in the comics and in this movie, his mom was murdered. Right. And he didn't make it home in time to stop the murder when he was a young kid. So if uh, so, this is kind of like a what if movie. What if the Flash had saved his mom? Mm -hmm. Then all of these other things would have happened that were different from the other world, and and ends up you know ending the world for everyone in the end, right. or has the implications that that's what's going to happen. So and the Flash. Flash ends up seeing his mom in this world and is totally like confused like holy shit like what happened i don't have my superpowers anymore right. i can't run like what's happening kind of thing so he's kind of like whoa what is going on uh and while all this is happening while flash is, is trying to get his bearings together we hear that um europe was is underwater or was destroyed because wonder woman and aquaman are at odds now and amazonia and um whatchamacallit, Atlantis are, are fighting each other because right. Aquaman fucked Wonder Woman and Mira wasn't happy about it. So Mira, uh, Aquaman's wife, tries to kill Wonder Woman, we see uh, later on in the movie, but Wonder Woman, of course, kills Mira and decapitates yeah, her. Yeah, cuts her head off. And, of course, the Atlanteans are not happy about this because they just killed their queen. So Aquaman is in a, in a position here. He's like, you know, like, I, I love them both. I love Wonder Woman. Uh, but I can't disappoint my people. So there's this really cool scene to which the Atlanteans are like, fuck, come on, they killed our queen. And he's just kind of sitting at his throne like, fuck. It's like, mm -hmm. I'm going to get my ass kicked. We're going to get our asses kicked because either I say no it's fine, let's just keep going, then I, I lose my throne and I'm dead. Right. So I have to do this. I have mm -hmm. to fight them to death until one of us is dead. He does seem pretty angry with Wonder Woman, too, when yeah. they meet up. Yeah. Yeah, so and that's and so the rest of the world right now is in between them fighting each other. Right. So uh, Flash kind of sees this, and he's... Um, He's kind of like, well, what the fuck's going on still? And until he meets up later on with Batman, because he thinks maybe Batman can tell him like what's going on. Mm -hmm. And of course, Batman isn't Batman anymore because of seeing as um, the Flash saved his mom. 
um, instead of Bruce Wayne's parents getting killed, Bruce Wayne is the one who gets shot and killed. Right. And his dad becomes Batman. And not the Batman we know where he just beats up poor people. This Batman actually tries to kill you. He and has he'll guns. Kill you. He has yeah. guns. Mm-hmm. And he shoots to kill. So, um, so of course, the Flash meets up with this this Batman. is like, Bruce. And he's like, that's my son's name kind of thing. Right. So there's this big mix-up going on. And so Flash is like, oh, fuck. Like, I'm from another world. Um, like, your, your, your son is the one who survived and everything. And so Batman, of course, is a different Batman than the Flash knows. So he's a lot meaner and he's a lot more about vigilante justice. Right. But um, Flash is able to kind of talk um, Bruce Wayne's dad into, you know, trying to get Barry Allen, a.k.a. the Flash, his powers again by hooking him up to, like, an electric chair and trying to recreate what turned him into the Flash in the first place. Right. And it goes awry. <laughs> you know, he ends up burning himself, and it just didn't work. Yeah, he, like, burns all his skin off. He's, mm-hmm. like, third-degree burns. So while the Flash is trying to become the Flash again, all this other shit's going on. We get to see that um, Lex Luthor and Deathstroke were actually hired by the U.S. government to find Atlantis so they can either attack or just identify where Atlantis is because they have Atlantis has this bomb this weapon that they can use to destroy the whole earth Mm -hmm. and we later find out that uh, the bomb is made up of Captain Atom and because he's an atom bomb and so that they just they harvest his power with him in it so that they're able to flip the switch at any time and just blow up the earth Mm -hmm. so um so Deathstroke and Lex Luthor are actually the good guys in this situation (laughs) And Lex Luthor's like, I'm the smartest man and everything. And Deathstroke's like, all right. And there's, a, and then they end up getting murdered. Because yep. um, Aquaman and his his guys end up, like Aqualad and Orn and all those dudes from Atlantis, get into a big battle with these guys. And hell, it, there's some casualties. Deathstroke's dead. Lex Luthor gets killed. Those guys are out of the, of the picture. Um, so... That's when, like, and the funny thing is, the president in this movie is actually Barack Obama, like, or at least his likeness is very right. much like yeah. Barack Obama. It does look very much like him, yes. To which we get to see um, Barack Obama coming up with another plan, which is to um, hire Hal Jordan, who, aka Green Lantern, but in this version, he never got the ring, the Green Lantern ring, but they do, he is. Still a really good pilot, and right. they introduce him to like the uh, like this alien ship that he's going to commandeer and end up crashing into Atlantis to blow them up to blow up this bomb, sacrificing himself. Right. So mm-hmm. we're introduced to Hal Jordan. This is like very interesting. Like he's, he's not Hal Jordan, and plus we meet Harley Quinn in this movie too in a brief battle with Batman. But she's not Harley Quinn. She's actually called Yo Yo. Yo Yo. Yeah. And it's actually she's actually played by. Hinden Walsh? Is this who always plays? I don't think she always plays, but she probably does on occasion. I think What's-Her-Face usually does. Uh, I can't think of her name. Oh, she's Debbie. She's that little girl who loves wrestling in Groundhog Day. Oh, cool. <laughs> That's how I know her. <laughs> Awesome. Uh, <laughs> yeah, she's Harley Quinn in Assault on Arkham. It looks like she plays Harley a lot. I okay. don't know if she's the Harley that we always hear from. Well, yeah, she probably does most of them, along with What's-Her-Face from the video games. Right. Um, anyway, uh, from there, um, once again, we kind of see 
what's going on more with um actually no actually we're, we're taken to europe around this time and lois lane is there and she is still like more of an action reporter she's you know, trying to like find out what's going on between wonder woman and atlantis mm-hmm. and she, steve trevor makes a um oh poor steve I know. trevor just he, a cameo <laughs> he he's trying to find where lois lane is but he's caught by the amazonians and wonder woman actually kills, kills steve him. trevor for information it happened and so quickly it, i didn't even have time to process who that was yeah. <laughs> uh, and so yeah lois lane is still out in there we see that i mean she's never met superman because in this version superman crash lands in metropolis and he's held prisoner right so uh but the flash knows this um so um which we'll get into in a minute um Lois Lane and ends up coming across a few kind of like uh, vigilante superheroes like Grifter, who Grifter actually I remember now he's from a different comic book series called Wildcats. Okay. And he was never really that much in like the DC universe from what I remember because that was more of like a Jim Lee comic book thing, but he makes an appearance in here along with like. Um, a few other superheroes that I can't really remember right now. One of them's like a devil guy. I forgot his name. I'm trying to look. Um, but um, so they have like more of a resistance there against the Amazons and the Atlanteans. Right. And and then from there we go to another scene uh, to where. Oh, another thing I didn't bring up too is that we get to see um, Bruce Wayne's dad become Batman, but also when. Bruce gets shot and killed. We see that Martha is actually becomes the Joker after that because she's so distraught by her son dying at that point in time. That's the creation of that world's Joker. Mm -hmm. Interesting stuff. Mm -hmm. So uh, I like that scene. Um, So then Flash is all fucked up again and he asks um, Bruce Wayne's dad, what's his name? Um, Thomas. Thomas Wayne. He keeps asking Thomas Wayne if he can do that procedure again to get where he gets struck by lightning uh this time around they do they are a little more uh, prepared when they do it and thomas wayne's a doctor so he does yes. fix him up a little yeah he does yeah. a little bit <laughs> and then um then it works this time and the flash is able to run fast so the flash tries to run backwards in time but he can't do it because zoom is in this world also and has uh, they can't both be using this this gravitational or I don't know this uh, this power to go back in time or future in time or right. anything like that or to a different timeline they're mm-hmm. not able to do that with each other around at the same time so um, uh, whatchamacallit Flash is notified by Batman that he or Cyborg one of those guys that Cyborg Cyborg, cause Cyborg and Batman kind of work together mm-hmm. um, they show him uh, this one uh, once the vigilantes help Lois Lane out, they show that Zoom is in the background real, for very briefly. And Flash is like, oh, my God, he's there. I got to go get him. And so uh, it's funny because he goes to Batman. He's like, um, let's take the Batwing. And he's like, what? <laughs> and then right. he, he just has a regular old plane. Because yeah, Thomas Wayne isn't a doctor anymore. He ends up owning casinos and shit. Right. So, mm-hmm. um, so they end up flying to Europe. Um but before that, even, I want to say, is that they try to recruit Superman. 
Yeah, before they go there, they try to recruit Superman, so they go to where yes, you're right. he's mm-hmm. being held, and then that's when we first get to see Superman, and he's very, very uh, emaciated, uh, very skinny, he hasn't seen sunlight ever, that's why he's all skinny and everything, has had really no contact with humans, you can tell he's been prodded and everything. He's really scared, yeah. Mm-hmm. So Cyborg, Flash, and Batman get him out of there and rescue him through like a tunnel, and to where he finally gets sunlight, and then um, they're attacked, like Batman, Flash, and Cyborg are attacked by the people housing Superman, and Superman just fucking wastes all those guys, he just kills them all. Yeah. And then he's, like, really confused, because he's, like, Cyborg's like, we're your friends, we're gonna help you, and Flash's like, eh, we're your friend, man, we're gonna get you out of here and everything, so Superman kind of remembers that, and he saves him, and then he kind of just flies off. Is this the part where he... Does the laser eyes and then he can't stop it? Yeah, he's never used it before, right. so he tries to cover his eyes. Yes, and it just goes everywhere. Yeah, it just annihilates everything. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so yeah, Superman flies off, and then they make the decision to go get Zoom, and this is when all this shit starts heating up even more. Like, uh, 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 Europe is like the battleground for uh, the Atlanteans and the Amazonians, so everything's coming to a head up in Europe. Flash is trying to find Zoom and stop him, and they get into a big battle. Hal Jordan's flying fucking the that bomb, atomic bomb, to blow up the Atlanteans, but he's intercepted by this huge fish, and then that's the end of Hal Jordan. Yeah, by Hal Jordan. Green, green Lantern's on it, <laughs> uh, which culminates in like a huge battle between the Amazonians and the Atlanteans. And we got the Vigilantes holding their own too. Grifters taking out guys. Um, these big monsters are fighting. Uh, then we got, um, whatchamacallit, uh, like, Batman's in there fighting too, Cyborg's taking dudes out, Cyborg gets fucked up pretty bad, and he's about to get killed by, um, fuck, I forgot, I think he was about to get killed by Aquaman, actually, he's gonna rip out Cyborg's heart, mm-hmm. and that's when Superman comes in, and sh- I think he shaves off one of Aquaman's arms. In the process. Yeah, yeah, because I made a will that grow back joke. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so um, Aquaman lost the arm and got fucked up. Cyborg's all fucked up and he dies. And Superman's all sad about it because I was his friend. Uh, Batman gets wounded pretty badly. And um, Wonder Woman is winning the battle and comes up to Aquaman. And Aquaman's all fucked up and everything. So um, Wonder Woman ends up executing... Aquaman, but while she's doing that, he hits for the atomic bomb, and that goes off, mm-hmm. and that means everything's gonna blow up. And Flash and Zoom are fighting each other all at this time, too, so, like, there's so much battle going on in the last 20, 30 minutes of this movie. It's like a Star Wars movie. Yeah, and it's not it's not confusing. No, not at all. You know I what's mean, going on. Because yeah. they did such a good job introducing these characters mm-hmm. to you, and they took their time. So when we get to this end battle, we have some feeling for some of these characters at least, because like Grifter gets killed by some of the Amazonians. He like gets arrows through the head. Like this is a pretty mm-hmm. violent PG thirteen cartoon. Very violent, yeah. From twenty thirteen, yeah. I think. Yeah. So our, yeah, our final battle ends up between Zoom and Flash, and Zoom is just beating the ever loving piss out of the Flash, and uh, Zoom is pretty much like you fucked up, you know, and. I hope you enjoy your last remaining seconds on Earth. And Flash is like, why would you do this? You're going to die too. And he's like, well, this is well worth it and everything for this. And then 
right when the world's explode exploding, Batman blows a hole inside of right in the back of Zoom's head. Yeah, it's very shocking. Him, blows him, boom. And then that's when we see Thomas Wayne had saved the Flash, and Thomas gives him a letter and says, "Go to your world, give this to my son," kind of thing. Which now Zoom is dead, Flash is a little wounded, can't run as fast, but then he starts running really fast, making it to his other dimension, but he sees his self that went back in time to save his mother. And that's Zoom told him that he did that. Right, yes. he didn't know what happened. Right, so he went back and did that, that saved his like mom. That sounds like time travel to me. But it's never shown to us, though. Okay. <laughs> it's but never shown to us. It's the it's reason a, the entire movie right. happened. But it, it's alluded to, but it's it really doesn't have much okay. to do with it. So anyway, he sees the Flash running towards his objective, and he other Flash sees him and tries, like, no, stop, like, stop trying to follow me, I want to go see my mom kind of thing. He ends up stopping the other Flash, and the other Flash wakes up in the right time, or maybe this is another alternate universe in where, which he wakes up. And he sees things are back to normal again. And yeah, he's, he's got flash. his girlfriend back. That's mm-hmm. another thing. He sees his girlfriend and she's married to another man. And it has a kid, kid and yeah. everything, yeah. And and then he ends up, yeah, seeing his, his girlfriend or wife again. Mm-hmm. And um, he ends up going back to Batman and telling him everything that happened. Saying that, you know, I, I remember my past and my past other self from there. Even when I was there, I remember all of it. And it's just like... Is this ever going to pass kind of thing? And then he slips the letter to Bruce Wayne from Thomas Wayne. Yeah. And, yeah, there's tears and everything. This is what it's like when <laughs> the Batman cries. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and that's um, pretty much the end of our movie. Yeah, good movie. It's really good. It's my favorite DC film. I, this is a must to watch. Uh, if you like stuff like this, if you like If It's a Wonderful Life, um, that's pretty much it. Right. <laughs> it's kind of it's a wonderful life. Oh, yeah, yeah. If it's an alternate. George year. Bailey had superpowers. Or <laughs> <laughs> George, yeah. <laughs> so anyway, um, this is a definite yes for me. You should check this movie. Out. Yeah, definitely check it out. HBO, right? Yeah. Uh, HBO Max. You can mm-hmm. watch it. They have all the DC animated movies. On. Well, maybe not all of them, but they have a, a shit ton of DC animated movies, along with other DC movies on there mm-hmm. too. So, highly recommended. Great movie. Check it out. Agreed. All right. Well, I think that about does it for us this week. We'll be back probably in a week or two with another bunch of movies and a movie of the week, which is your pick this time. Yes, that's right. And I talked a big game about Charles Bronson, but I think I'm over it. Yeah. Celeste. Uh, I'll never be over you, Charles Bronson. (laughs) Bronson Palooza is over. Yeah. All right, everyone. See you later. Thanks for listening.